Welcome to VChat number 13. Today we're going to talk about certifications, which includes the VCP certification, the VCAP, and the VCDX. Um, I'm Eric Siebert from vSphereLand.com. Uh, I'm Simon Seagrave from TechEd.co.uk. And I'm David Davis from VMWareVideos.com. Okay, certifications. Um, you guys are both certified. I've, I've never gotten a certification at all. Um, you know, I've, I've written a lot about them, but to me, in my job position in that, um, you know, I've just never really had the need for it. And um, the one thing that's been holding me back is the requirement for VMware that you got to take that dumb class, be able to take the test, and you got to shell out what is it about two thousand dollars, um, even if you're yeah. you know more than qualified to take the exam for the VCP. They still require that you got to take that test, the authorized, um, not the test, the, uh, the training class, one of the authorized training classes that, um, that VMware offers at one of their authorized partners in that. So for me, you know, eventually, um, you know, I, I might, if I, my job role was one that would require a certification, um, like the VCP or higher, you know, I, I'd probably go for it. But you know, currently I've been at the same job for about 17 years now and, uh, never really needed wow. certification. So that's how about you guys? That's a long time. David, how how'd you get started with your, your VCP and that? How long have you had it now? Um, I got the VCP three originally. Um, okay. So you know, a few years. Um, my company was doing you know a virtualization, a PDV consolidation project, and so they did shell out the money for me to go to the you know install, configure, and manage class, and then from there I took the exam and. It was actually kind of a challenging exam, I, I thought at the time, um, because it asked a lot of you know theoretical stuff, like you had to memorize like the maximum number of this and that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty tough test, I thought. And then at VMworld, I guess it was 2009, I I took the um, VCP4 um, and, and upgraded to the VCP4. So well, that's my experience, Simon. Yeah, I, I mean, I started very similar actually. I started off with the VCP3 around about two years ago. Um, and then upgraded to the VCP4 uh, more recently. Uh, I, I guess that was about, I don't know, it must be about sort of eight, nine months ago now. Uh, upgraded to the VCP4. I uh, was on the, uh, the beta program for the exam. Um, so that, that, that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I found it was one of these exams. If you'd done your homework, it was okay. But like Eric rightly says, I mean, the uh, I was fortunate because my employer at the time was prepared to send me on the course, which is the prereq. Uh, so I was very, very lucky there. Um, I did the one week, uh, the one week sort of like fast track uh, course. Okay. So that was excellent. That was about the right pace. I mean, I, I can only imagine that the normal course that you can go on over, I think it's over two weeks, might seem like a little bit slow, a little bit drawn out. But I guess it depends on your experience with sort of the virtualization products beforehand. Uh, but for me, the, the, the one week fast track, which is in reality was more like four days um, or four and a half days, uh, you know, was, was a much better pace. Now, did you guys find that taking the test right after you took the course was the kind of the best way to do it, or did you wait a while before you took the test, kind of study up on all the things you need to know, or you know while it was fresh in your mind from the course, did you just dive in and take the test? Yeah, I mean, I I, I probably left it around about about a week, I think. Um, okay. So it was still a fresh type of thing. You, you come away from the course. There's a couple of little gaps or a couple of areas that maybe you just know that you need to brush up on. I like mean, the, the numbers you know, thing, the, the max config stuff. I hear that's one that's really you got to really know that stuff to all those all different numbers about VM configurations and host configurations yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, definitely. I mean, I, one area I was a little bit light in at the time was there around the networking, so I knew I had to go away and do a little bit more, more genning up around that area before sending the exam. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, to me, the study, you know, materials that are online, I know we're going to talk about, to me, they were a lot more helpful, even more so than the class. I mean, the class uh, was good hands-on experience, but I didn't think it prepared me that well, really, for the test. Okay. Now, the VCP4 test, when I took it, I remember it being more, a little bit more hands-on, a little more more real-world, like, you know, okay, you're in the vSphere client, and you want to, you know, take a snapshot, let's say, of a virtual machine. Where do you go, and what do you click, and, you know, stuff like that. So, at least I felt like that was more... Mm -hmm. uh, practical than memorizing these maximum numbers. So, yeah, I mean, you, you walk away with a pretty useful uh, course manual. I thought the course material well, was particularly good, uh, was very good, and you know, for, for quite some time afterwards, I'd, I'd often refer back to it. Um, so that's definitely one useful thing that you do get out of the course. But admittedly, at the time when I sat in the VCP3 uh, exam and also the course originally, uh, there wasn't a, I think there was only about two v, uh, um, uh, VMware sort of ESX, ESX iBooks out there. Uh, the one by Ron Oglesby and uh, Scott. Um, that, that was sort of, at the time, that was the main the main Bible. Um, and when I say Scott, I don't mean Scott Lowe's book. That was pre-Scott Lowe's book. So uh, there wasn't a heck of a lot of really good sort of resource material apart from that book and obviously the course material that you receive from attending. Yeah, the, the Internet today is a big enabler if you're going to take that test. There's a bunch of websites and um, basically uh, resources out there that can really help prepare you for that, for that test. Um, Simon Long, um, he runs a website called The Slog. Um, he's got a, a ton of, he's got practice tests, he's got a, a ton of uh, links to resources that will help prepare you for the VCP exam. Um, another one is uh, Cody Bunch with uh, Professional VMware. Brown bag. Um, he has yeah. brown bags, like you said, that, that he runs to help prepare people in a group setting for, uh, for taking those tests. Mm. And um, some There's other another ones. another good one, um, a UK-based one, uh, which is particularly good, VMware Training. Um, and certification okay. sites. So that's VMWareTraining.blogspot.com. Uh, that's that's particularly of use. Uh, that's by uh, Scott Vesey. Okay. So the VCP is fairly, you know, straightforward. You take a test, and you, you know, if you get a high enough grade, um, you pass it, become a VCP. So recently, VMware introduced a, a couple new certifications: the VCDX, which is a VDA, VMware Certified Design Expert certification, which has been out for has it been about a year? Year and a half, maybe. Probably just over a year. Yeah, probably year year and a half, if I was to guess. Um, yeah. That's um that, that that's a super high end certification. Um, you know, it really helps separate the, the men from the boys. Um, where is you really have to know yourself to. Um, whereas the VCP may be more of a general basic test to test your basic knowledge and um, skills with um, VMware and vSphere technology. The VCDX is very specialized and it's geared towards people that are designing architectures and that are you know huge architectures with integration for storage and networking and that. So. Um, that, that, that's a huge cert. There, there's very few people that have obtained that certification since it was came out. Um, I think you said about it was about 60 some to date. I, I know Jason Bocky uh, mentioned something on Twitter recently. I thought I think it was around about that. So it's definitely either in the sort of late 60s, early 70s now. VCDX number uh, numbering, yeah. So there's, I mean, that's globally as well. So that's quite an achievement to uh, you know to to actually obtain that status. It is, and it's um, it's kind of different where it's not you're just taking a test. What you're doing for that certification to achieve it is, um, I think you have to get like an initial um, kind of, uh, uh, what is it, kind of a form you have to fill out where VMware has to approve you, you know, based on maybe your um, your experience in that, that you can actually take that um, that test that's required for, um, for obtaining that certification. And the test itself yes. is basically you're creating your own 
Um, it could be fictitious or real world uh, VMware infrastructure. You're basically laying out how everything is configured, all the design decisions for that environment. And I think, you know, just reading some of the other people's experiences on, on when they did that, um, that, that could run that document that you create for that. It can run into the hundreds of pages and that where you're documenting every little bit of your environment. And then once you have that, you schedule an interview and then you sit down before a board of, uh, of experienced VMware professionals, and um, you basically have to defend your um, decisions that you made um, for that design that you created in that. And I've heard that that, that can be quite grueling in that because these guys that you're sitting <laughs> in front of really know their stuff, and they're going to grill you on every little detail to make sure that you know the decisions you made were the correct ones, and you basically defend why. And that's why they call it a defense. Why you made those decisions, um, you know, to, to create your architecture and that. And yeah, you know, so you know, uh, you know, if you make it, make it through that, the, 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 the people that have made it through that, you know, they are worth their weight because uh, they have well and truly been put through their faces. I mean, when you have people like Duncan Epping uh, or Frank Denneman on the uh, on the panel, yeah. you know, they're not going to let you get off lightly by any no. means. So uh, no. you know, they're going to make you earn, earn the title if you can, uh, if you're fortunate enough to uh, to get it. Now, the one interesting thing is there is a VCDX3, uh, more recently a VCDX4 as well. Right. Um, and I believe, I don't know whether you can still do the VCDX3, I mean, or, or why you would, <laughs> more to the point. Because um, I know with the VCDX3, you used to have to do the exams in a particular order. Uh, apparently, that's not the case with the VCDX4 now. Okay. Um, so with the VCDX4, I think that, that, that well, if you're going to do it in some sort of semi-order, and once again, you don't have to do it in this order, but the most logical order is to, to get your VCP4 first. Um, after you've done that, you've then got to use your VCAP, or v, uh, sorry, VCAP, um, uh, which is your data center administrator exam. Um, then the data center design exam. Um, I did check on previously uh, to going on the call there, because that exam there, I believe, is still still hasn't been released, which sort of indicates that the VCDX4 perhaps isn't even live yet. So uh, I don't know. It's a case of just checking the site on that one, I guess. And then uh, it's a case, like you say, Eric, is just... Uh, Put together and uh, you know your um, your design ahead uh, of your defence, and then in, uh, away you go from there. But uh, we should. What about you guys? Are you are you tempted? Uh, I mean, Eric. I mean, you know, are you tempted to do your VCP exam at some stage, and then maybe ultimately you know, one day sort of probably, achieve VCTX status? Um, you know, I've just never been a big fan of certifications in general, and that you know, I've never really strived to um, to achieve them. And that you know, I, back when you know, I used to. Do the stuff back when in the Novell days and that when everybody was getting their CNE and that and uh, and to me that just really wasn't something I, I really you know I took a bunch of classes and all that but just really never strived to get those um, you know they're useful for certain situations you know they can definitely help increase your um, your salary and uh, for certain jobs like if you're a consultant and that they typically require that that you have that certification and that but for me you know I, I like to have my experience speak for itself and that you know I, I've written books and um, you know I have a lot of experience at uh, in all my writing and that so um, eventually I probably will and that at some point and then uh, it's when I can find an employer that's going to pay for my my class I can uh, I definitely if, if I already had that I did take a class and it was an ESX2 class and that and it was years and years ago so that's a while um, at that time I never really wanted to get a certification in that so now it's too late that class doesn't qualify um, for the current certification the VCP4 and that so um, at some point, yeah, I would say in the future I'd probably go for that. What about you, David? Yeah. Well, um, at VMworld I did a 45-minute interview with Jason Bakke about his experience with the VCDX and everything, and um, I'll, I'll include a link you know, to that video because I think it's really good. Um, 
you know, he went through, you know, all the different preparation that, that he did and, and what it was like to, to be, you know, grilled by this, this defense board. And, um, you know, so I think it was, it was really fascinating. And, you know, at this point, I don't feel like I'm ready. I'm, I'm not even uh, looking forward at this point to the VCDX. Um, right now, my next focus is the VCAP, which we haven't talked about a lot. But, you know, VMware recently announced the new VCAP, um, and there's two uh, versions of it or flavors of it. Um, the VCAP is the VMware Certified Advanced Professional, and there's the DCA, which is the Data Center Administrator, and the DCD, which is the Data Center Design. The DCD at this point is in uh, beta, um, but the DCA is out. And I think that's really the next thing I'm going for is the, the VCAP DCA. Um, Kendrick Coleman, he's got a lot of um, great resources. He's got one post on his blog with all the different bullets on the, the DCA blueprint and links to um, different sites. Um, there's a website called vfail.net, and they also have like a web page for every section of the VCAP DCA blueprint and links and, and explanations. So there's a lot of good resources out there for it. Um, what about you guys? What do you guys think about the VCAP? Well, we should probably mention that the VCAP has only been out for what, about three months now, I think. And yeah. previously for the VCDX, uh, for the VCDX for today, I think, that is the path that you have to take to get to the VCDX. You do have to take VCP, you do have to pass both VCAPs, and then you qualify for the VCDX. But the VCDX 3, those classes weren't out, so you can go right from the VCP to your VCDX, but that's no longer the um, the path that you have to take. You do have to take both VCAPs and pass them, and I think exam-wise, they're not like the traditional exam where the VCP is mostly just answering questions in that. The VCAP exams from um, the blueprints that I've looked at and from what I've heard is a combination of answering questions and also doing you know, diagrams and uh, kind of lab type of work and stuff like that. To um, so it's a lot of you know, kind of hands-on type stuff for the combination of questions as well. Yeah, um, VMware generously posted um, some videos, one for the VCAP DCA and one for the the DCD. Some videos on the VMware Education website where they provide um, question examples okay. and demonstrations of what the test is really like, which I was really impressed. You know, so. You can get um, experience on on what the test is going to be like before you go and and spend. I think it's four hundred dollars. You know, to okay, wow. test. Okay. And, um, they they also publish the blueprints. They call them that are basically kind of um, what you need to study and that. Um, yeah, they're yeah. pretty long PDF documents that basically cover exactly what you need to know to be able to pass that test. Yeah, I mean, I think um, at some stage soon I'm going to start making inroads to start studying uh, the VCAP. I mean, ultimately, I would like to submit my VCDX. Um, yeah, that's definitely where I'd like to end up. It's just a time time thing at the moment for me personally. Um, yeah, I definitely want to get there. I'm, I'm really keen to do the VCAP exams. I think they're going to be uh, that'll be good. It'll be a good uh, learning experience. It'll definitely fill in a lot of gaps in, in my knowledge. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my ultimate aim. But as to as to time frame, not too sure. It really depends on uh, work commitments on that one. Well, it's a, it's a big commitment when you're taking these that you really got to study. So you do, like you said, you need a lot of time to prepare yourself for these. Um, there was an expense. I, I think you said the, the VCAPs were was it 400 to take them? Yeah. The, yeah, the VCP. 400 dollars. The VCP is it like 150 or something? I think so, something like that. I can't okay. remember. So I, I work in pounds, so it's completely different. 
if you <laughs> if you don't pass them, you have to. Um, I think with the VCP, you have 10 days um, before you can retake it, and with the the VCAPs, it's, I think it's 14 days um, before you can retake it. But again, you have to shell out more money to be able to uh, to take it again. So um, it, it is a huge investment in preparing yourself properly to be able to pass those, because ultimately you want to pass them on the first try and not have to you know keep taking them over and over. It's, it's pretty good though. I mean, it's it's, it's really given the, uh, the the certification or the VMware certifications a lot of credibility. I think it's one thing that uh, you know I always always thought with the Microsoft certifications. I mean, I'm Microsoft certified as well. Not not so much recently because uh, I've let them uh, let it lapse somewhat. But um, I mean, it was always the case. I mean, I don't know whether you guys remember back in '99. You know, dot com. I mean, every man and his dog was getting. A, um, a Microsoft certification of some okay. description, whether it's an MCSC, there's all those boot camps you could sign up to, you know, become a MCSC in sort of like 10 days type of thing. Um, and definitely with this, it's much more stringent. For example, the VCP, there are barriers to entry, you know, one being you've got to attend one of these uh, officially recognized uh, VMware courses. Um, and, and then, obviously, like you say, there's there's a large sort of price tag associated with actually sitting the exam. So, you know, someone's got to be pretty serious before they actually start sitting these. And, uh, you know, I think that's that, that can only be a good thing in some respects. You know, uh, others might argue against that, I guess. But, um, you know, I guess it comes down to your employer if you are fortunate enough as well to have an employer that will pay, pay for you. Um, one thing for myself, I mean, I, I was a contractor for many years, so that's why certifications have always been important to me, because when you're going in uh, for a job, you'd obviously rotate jobs a lot lot quicker, quicker as you would in a full-time role. Uh, so you always had to have, you know, multiple bits of paper to wave around saying, look, you know, I've sat my exams on this. Uh, that was very important. So as a contractor, I always put sort of a, a portion of my salary to one side for certifications. Um, for example, I, I'm an HP Master AC, so I paid for all that all myself, and that definitely wasn't a cheap experience at all um, so but it, is, it definitely does focus you a lot though when you when you attend the courses uh, because it's coming out of your own pocket you're, you're definitely uh, paying a lot more attention and uh, you're definitely more focused to actually passing the exam at the end yeah yeah definitely yeah one of the things I've been impressed with um, you know with VMware the new VCAP is you know, I've heard, I don't know, there's, what, at least like 50,000 VCPs out there? Yeah, probably. I think I, I did an article. I actually um, recorded the very first VCP, uh, which is um, Susan Gudenkoff from VMware. Um, she reached VCP number one. And I thought it was like 60-some thousand. I actually had a, okay. some email correspondence with one of VMware's training people on that to get some statistics for that. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of VCPs out there. You know, it's been around for a long time and that. Um, and VCAP-wise, I, I really don't think there's many because it's so, so new. And like we mentioned, the VCDX, it's very few. Yeah, so the VCP is a requirement for the VCAP. Um, and then the VCAP exam is, uh, they're saying like a four-hour, you know, completely hands-on exam. So there's no theoretical questions. It's all like, you know, how do you configure this? How do you troubleshoot that? How do you run power CLI commands to do this, you know, um, and you actually have access to the VMware documentation um, oh, okay. to do these things, but they're saying the real limiting factor is is the time. You know, you only, I don't remember the exact time, but you only have, let's say, four hours to do all these things, okay. and there's a lot to do, but it is all hands-on, and I think that's, you know, really oh, impressive. Okay. I, th I thought it was some give the question and answer, too, and that. Uh, there might be a few question and answer, okay. but from the exam simulations they showed, it was oh, okay. you know, almost okay. all. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I looked at on. it. 
when it first was announced, it wasn't really official yet, and then I kind of did an article on it. So at that point, that's the information I had. But yeah, you could be right. It could be all hands-on stuff, which makes sense because you know ultimately that's what's really proving your your skills is being able yeah. to do things. You know, there's anybody can read a book and memorize things, but to be actually be able to solve problems, troubleshoot, and things like that, that's really good. You know, in my book, it's always been the the experience and the skills. Um, you know, are, are are more important to me than people that just you know can to memorize things out of a book. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a very visual, hands-on type person for, uh, you know, for learning. So uh, I'm definitely not one of the world's uh, biggest bookworms, as it were. So uh, I have a real issue reading, reading technical manuals. I absolutely love them. I mean, I've got okay. tons of them at home. Really? I always buy them with the best intentions, but I, they always put me to sleep for some reason. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I do enjoy reading them for the time I do stay awake. So uh, definitely, you know, the, the opportunities to go in there and previous schools via hand, uh, hands-on approach uh, is definitely a lot better. And I think it holds a lot more credibility as well because like you say Eric I mean anyone who's uh, particularly wired up in a particular way can memorize you know just facts figures maximum minimum values for example uh, which is you know which I don't, I don't think in the real world always always uh, constitutes you know someone uh, someone that you'd, you know you'd want on board necessarily you don't want someone with practical uh, you know, uh, hands-on experience. Someone like yourself, yeah. Eric. You know, like you say. I mean, you haven't been through through the the exam process, but you know, guaranteed, you could definitely hold your own, uh, pretty much in the majority of the, you know virtualization uh, scenarios. Yeah, that's why I always said like the VCAP test knowledge were the or not the VCAP, the VCP test knowledge were the VCAP and the VCDX test knowledge and experience. So they definitely go to the next level and um, you know basically you know prove that you know people are experience, you know, because the VCP pool is, is, is huge, you know, there's, there's a ton of people ranging from, you know, just basically uh, technical salespeople um, to administrators to architects, um, you know, all together in the VCP. So that's why I was really glad to see that VMware came out with these other certifications so people that can take their game to the next level can uh, really prove, you know, that they have the, the knowledge and the skills um, to, to other peoples by, you know, taking these tests and um, becoming certified on these advanced certifications. Yeah, just one thing David mentioned a little bit earlier was around the sort of uh, the real-world examples of people that have been through the VCDX process. Uh, sort of jumping from VCAP now to yeah. the VCDX. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Jason Bocky, um, and, and prior, prior to uh, recording, you know, we were talking. Uh, I think it was Scott Lowe's also done a write-up of his experience of sending um, VCDX. I think Rick Shearer too, also from VMWareTips.com. Yeah, and was it was it Mesh as well? Did Mesh write one up recently around that? I, um, I, 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 I think sure Yeah, I think J Jason's was pretty uh, pretty long and in depth in that. He, he went down to what he ate for breakfast for to prepare and all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, he really went overboard with you know, because it, it's a big, huge, stressful event. So, you know, you really have to prepare. You have to bring the right things. You have to bring your A game for that uh, for that defense um, interview that you're in. So, um, reading what these guys have gone through and their experiences can really help people that are going to take these certifications, kind of prepare for you know what they need to do. They can really benefit from the from the people that have gone before them and uh, taken them a pass. Yeah, and one of the video interviews I posted recently um, as a VChat actually was with John Arashid, which uh, he's VCDX number one, number one. Um, and he, he's on the VCDX defense panel, and okay. it's a pretty good interview because he talks about what the defense you oh, know, is like and everything, and so yeah, you might... Check that out. He also tweeted um, a whole bunch of tips, little short tips that somebody put together yeah. all together. I think maybe Tom Howarth did. That there was probably about 60 or 70 of them that were all just little mini tips um, that are really helpful too if you're taking, um, plan on becoming a VCDX, just to read through that. 
Um, you know, o- overall, it, it's the preparation, you know, just getting yourself prepared, it, you know, finding other resources um, to do that. Uh, Duncan Epping, like you said, he's, he's got a whole Duncan's, collection of, of resources to use. Articles around that. Yeah, to, to prepare yourself for that. So it's, uh, it's all in the preparation. Yeah, so for the VCAP, um, the DCA, the Data Center Administrator that I'm working on right now, um, you know, VMware recommends four different education classes. They are their troubleshooting class, um, security, performance, and then the power CLI. Right. So um, for, for train signal right now, what I'm doing is I'm making a troubleshooting course. Oh, cool. Which is, yeah, it's just about, you know, one-fourth, let's say, of the VCAP DCA content. And, I mean, that alone is going to be like a 15-plus-hour, you know, training course oh, wow. on That's troubleshooting. Amazing. So it, it's given me a, you know, a, a big hint of, about, you know, what this entire iceberg looks like. I feel okay. like I've just really touched touch the tip of it for the VCAP DCA. And then, there you know, after I finish this, there's three more, you know, major topics to go. Security, yeah, like, performance, and power, CLI. Yeah, the automation, which I, you guys already have um, a couple uh, videos on Power CLI, I believe, that um, Hal did, and that would be real helpful for learning the basics for that. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping that um, Hal's going to step in and do um, Power CLI um, as it relates to the VCAP, um, and then um, we're, somehow we're going to come up with two more courses and, and create a VCAP package if okay. I was interested in getting a VCAP. So that's that's the long-term plan. Okay, that'll be good. And- for the other one, for the des- uh, design one, there's only one course they recommend you take, and I think it's what the design basics course, or whatever, and that. So, um, like you mentioned, there was three or four for the uh, the DCA, but for DCD, there's only one course that they offer that's really uh, designed to prepare you for that exam. Yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty you know interesting course. I'd like to take take a look at that course. I watched the the demo of what the DCD test is like on VMware's you know education website. And it's kind of, it looks like you're in Visio, and it's like all drag and top, oh, really? and you're okay. connecting these lines to different things, you know, building, uh, you know, let's say redundant SANs and clusters and, you know, stuff like that. So I think it'd be kind of a fun test to take, actually, yeah. instead yeah. of the typical, you know, mundane memorizing facts and figures. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, one, one, one thing, guys, I mean, we're talking about certifications here. What, what about other certifications? Uh, do, do you guys hold any other certifications, Microsoft, Cisco? Any, anything like that at all? Not a one here. I've, I've never. I almost went for the CNE like 20 some years ago, back when it was a hot thing. And that um, <laughs> took some of the Novell classes, and I took a bunch of Novell classes actually, but um, never actually um, took the, uh, the CNE. The uh, the only certification I have is the um, an automotive one. <laughs> The uh, whatever the automotive <laughs> certification is, and back for for college, like what was it 22, 23 years ago, I went to Wyoming Tech, which is um, uh, like a six month in depth cram course in uh, Laramie, Wyoming, and that uh, gets you ready for to become an auto mechanic. And I went right out of that school right into computers, which you know I'd done computers for years before that and that, but I think the auto stuff was more of a hobby. So the um, so I, I took the uh, the certification for that, um, and uh, that's about it for me. I know who to call if I if yeah. I have car trouble. <laughs> ASC, <laughs> and then what ASC side of the road you know to ring? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got my MCSE, but it's in Windows 2000, so I haven't okay. upgraded it, you know, since then. Um, and then I've got a few Cisco certifications, you know, CCNA and CCDA and NP and CCIE, um, and those I just really try to keep current and and keep my certifications, you know, so they don't expire. Um, I haven't done a lot of Cisco work lately because I've been, you know, so focused on VMware and vSphere. 
So, what about you, Simon? What besides the HP and VCP? Yeah, so you know, I've got the VMware. Yeah, um, I have the uh, MCC like yourself as well, but that's back at. I think it's a 2003. It's uh, I've let it lapse somewhat. Um, I don't know whether I feel inclined to actually update it to the latest version. I I, I, I still work with Microsoft Technologies quite a bit, and so it's, it's something I'd like to do. But once again, it comes down to time. Um, yeah, I've got numerous, got different HP certifications. You know, uh, ASC, Master ASC, all that sort of stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, since working for EMC now, I want to start uh, maybe trying to get a couple of uh, EMC certifications in there as well. Okay, cool. I'm interested in the, e the EMC certifications as well. What are they? What's it called? They're prof proven professional. Proven professional, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know a heck, of, a heck of a lot around it, uh, if I'm honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I know you know quite a few of the guys I work with. Uh, you know, been, been working for EMC for a few years now. They've all sort of started making inroads, and uh, you know, with the certification, it definitely seems quite a quite a quite a, a, a comprehensive. Uh, certification or number of certifications to go for as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, that's definitely on my to-do list for the uh, for the upcoming year. I wonder cool. if they'll come out with a VBlock certification, VBlock <laughs> Master. I don't know. We'd have to talk to the VCE about that. I mean, there's definitely components that you could do. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you'd, there'd be certifications from Cisco involved, you know, around the uh, the, the, the networking side of things. I don't know whether Cisco's got any certifications around the UCS, around the compute uh, as yet. Uh, I mean, I imagine if they haven't, it's a matter of time. So I guess if you combine that then with, uh, you know, uh, some, some, some storage certifications from the EMC, combined perhaps with a VCP or a VCAP, if you had all of those, then yeah, potentially maybe they'll, they'll come up with, out with this uh, Uber VBlock certification type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> Food for thought. And, and, and every year it seems like they, they publish lists of uh, based on certifications of the kind of the average, maximum, minimum salaries and that. And the VMware ones, I don't think have really been you know popular on those lists. You know, if you look at a lot of um, HR departments that kind of base salaries off those things, um, I think it's starting to gain traction now where it's becoming more and more of a popular certification to have and that where um, you know definitely it can really help you increase your salary or get or get a minimum salary um, having those certifications, especially the VCDX, because you know that's worth its weight in gold where, you know, if you have that, you know, people know what you've been through to get it and that so they know that you're qualified and your your salary would probably reflect that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Once again, I think it comes. It depends whether you're going for a full-time role or if you're in the contracting market as well. Uh, I think, um, like I say, with VCP being, you know, being a lot more, uh, a lot more common as it were now. Yeah, you really, yeah. you know, you need to take it up to the next level with a VCAP or, you know, ultimately a VCDX, ideally. Yep. Yeah. So we can't let one episode go by without talking about iPhone and iPad and stuff. Um, when it comes to certification, I, I did see recently there's an iPhone. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's an iPhone. I'm not sure if it's iPad or not. Um, VCP certification quizzing program. Uh, I'll tell you. Actually, I'll tell you the exact name of it. It's called. Um, it's called VMware Certified Professional Flashcards by Upward Mobility, and it's 249 in the oh, iTunes right? store. It says okay. there's 172. Uh, need to know VCP four flashcards. Mm. Oh, that'd be neat. So uh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty excellent. I mean, when, you th when you think about it, what an excellent medium actually for flashcards. You know, because yeah. I mean, you know, with the touch screen, you can you know answer the question A B C D. Uh, yeah, that'd be no. interesting. It'd be interesting with a few more providers out there or suppliers, or even oh. Frame Signal perhaps. You know, yeah, all the videos. Uh, start start producing uh, flashcards on that medium. Yeah, plus yeah, you can well, put all the. 
all the documentation, all the, the PDFs for all the things that you typically have to study for on the iPad, so you can go through them and read them and stuff like that. It's a great medium for that as well. Mm. I think what would be cool is um, Jason Bakke's uh, V Calendar. If that were to be turned into an iPad, yeah. you know, application, and every day on your iPad you get a new V Calendar virtualization tip. I need yeah, to talk to Jason about that. That's a good oh, idea, especially with the multitasking now. I mean, it could just run in the background, you know, and then pop up yeah. each morning. I got a push yeah, notification. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. so Jason, if you're yeah. listening to this, there you go, mate. A lot of potential there. Right Love to see it. Since we're on the subject of uh, iPads, the, um, the, the Long Promise app from VMware on the, the VSphere Client app um, should be out pretty soon, I would imagine. It's getting close to the end of the year, where they promised it by the end of the year, so hopefully we'll see that soon. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite cool. So, um, one, okay, since we've completely sold out and we're talking about uh, uh, <laughs> iPads, I mean, my, my, someone put me, a colleague of mine put me onto an excellent application this week. I mean, uh, called, where it's an air display. So, you've got your laptop. Uh, so, you know, the one thing that's always a bit of a hassle with a laptop, you've got to plug in if you want a second screen. You've got to plug in the, uh, you know, VGA adapter, have the second screen there. So if you're out on the client's site or at work, you're not going to have that luxury of a second screen in most cases. So imagine if you could have your iPad sitting next to your laptop, shared out via a, a, a wireless connection, and actually use your iPad as a separate uh, stretch screen. So that's that's what this application does. It's, uh, I think it was about two, three pounds. Um, and like I say, it's... Um, but what's it called? Air display, and uh, it works an absolute treat. Uh, oh, really cool. good indeed. So if you want a want a quick ad hoc second screen, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I was using it um, uh, towards the end of last week, and so I had my email permanently up on my iPad, and then I was using my main screen to do uh, you know the work I was working on. It was great because I could just glance across, see if there were any emails were dropping in. So that's my uh, that's my uh, uh, iPad uh, app tip for this week. <coughs> Air display. And um, I actually it's available for uh, for Windows too as well. It looks like I'm on their site now. Uh, initially I thought it was only available for um, for Macs, but it looks like um, there's a download for Windows as well. So cool. Yeah, that'd definitely be neat. Yeah, I mean, very cool. Nice cheap second display. Yeah. Very cool stuff, Simon. What else? Well, it's uh, I've, I've come over to uh, the U.S. for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, staying with some very good friends of mine over in Boston here. Hence the hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, no, come over to uh, take part in the, that great, great American tradition. Good, good. I thought that was the EMC Davis Center you were in there. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's my friend, uh, my friend Tim's basement. Um, it's a great setup, actually. It's what I it's what I aspire to having one day, rather than a a pokey little room in a central London flat. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it means I could uh, spread out a bit more. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much turkey. You yeah. too, guys. <laughs> great. Well, that's been a V Chat number thirteen for you. Um, thanks, both you guys, and um, we'll see you next week. Okay, guys. Thanks, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Simon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye-bye.